Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton, second hour of Oilers Now. Ulrich and Campbell with you. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Oilers Now, as always, brought to you by our title sponsor. Digitex. Ched uses Digitex for their copiers and printers, and the service is excellent. Lots to hit on today. We are going to hear from Peter Shirelli. Uh, his avail from earlier today in a few moments. A trade uh, breaking this afternoon involving the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Ottawa Senators, Derek Broussard, now officially a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins who are going for their third straight Stanley Cup. And uh, you wonder what this means for other teams out east. Like the Capitals, for example, are likely screwed. (laughs) And that hurts me saying that. (laughs) But the the Pens get better. The Caps, you know, took a hit in the offseason, losing a few guys. And now it's like, can they compete with uh, the Pens? I don't know. They made their move last uh, trade deadline, bringing in Shattenkirk. And uh, will they follow up and do something now? I don't know. Tampa Bay, for example, do they, do they now do they now pull the trigger on a Carlson deal? Folks, I have to tell you right now, Brendan Ulrich has the white towel in his hand. Yeah, and he's raising it. I'll just take my white hoodie off and. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. So <laughs> spinning it around. <laughs> so hard luck, Caps fan, I have in front of me right now, uh, folks. Well, a lot of teams out east are probably looking at that trade and saying, "Okay, well, what do we do now? Do yeah. we do we make a a follow up move, or we or do we throw in the towel?" Yeah. I mean, you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs, but teams like Boston here, do they go hard on a Ryan McDonough now all of a sudden? Yeah. So we'll, well see. If you're a team like the Leafs, too, with you know Austin Matthews hurt again, he's missed 10 games because of injury. He's not going to play tomorrow against the Boston Bruins. You hope, okay, let's hope this is not long-term because if Matthews is out, they really don't have much of a shot, even though, yeah, Freddie Anderson's playing really well. But, uh, yeah, I think the Leafs have to be a bit nervous about their about their star player, too. And like Philadelphia is another team that's going red hot right now. They might end up playing Pittsburgh in the playoffs yeah. in the first round. <laughs> so what do they do? Yeah. We, we saw New Jersey bring in Grabner yesterday. That was their move. I don't think they'll do anything else. I know they traded a few picks uh, in, in the offseason for Johansson as well. So that's likely their move. They will get Schneider back uh, at some point here from injury. Uh, but yeah, I guess the big question is now, does uh, Tampa Bay pull the trigger on Carlson? Did they go after McDonough, Boston, I guess, and their team to watch out east? Out west, not a whole lot going on here so far. Uh, we heard Elliot say a team to watch is Calgary. Big win for them last night. If they lost that game last night, they, I mean, would they have been done? You don't want to say that. It's still a, a long way to go, but the teams they are chasing are red hot right now. Yeah. So... It's a team like you know. It's a team like that that uh, you know will take a risky move or make a risky move. I mean, Rick Nash is available. You know, he's going to get traded. Evander Kane's likely going to get traded. I don't know what you know. 
what assets need to go back. That's probably what Peter Shirelli is waiting for, is for those two players to drop. Yeah. And, okay, now they set the market. I mean, it's kind of a game of chicken out there, too. But, um, you know, teams that are in Calgary's position are going to make deals that they probably don't want to make, but they have to make because they want to make the playoffs. So, Yeah, like you say, if I'm Shirelli, I wait till the very end of Maroon here because once Nash gets traded... Maroon's the next guy likely on the wings. Or I guess Evander Kane's still out there, and uh, it sounds like that trade market is quiet right now, so I don't know where that's going to go. But, I, like we said, another team's likely going to get desperate here at some point and say, okay, once Nash is gone, we need to do something. So yep. Maroon's out there. What do we give up? Like, you just say, Shirley, okay, what's it going to take? Yeah. So maybe something like that happens. Yeah. It's fun speculating on the deadline. We don't know it what's is. going to happen. We have no idea what Shrelly... Shrelly could be talking to someone right now completing a maroon trade, and we have no idea. Yep. Or he could have something completely uh, up his sleeve that we uh, we won't see coming, and boom, the big deal happens, right? So, like he says, he's trying to make a hockey deal. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. So. I mean, to me, that's either trading Clothbaum or Ryan Nijin Hopkins. Yeah. I don't know if the Oilers would... I know Elliot was sort of hitting on Larson there. I, I can't see the Oilers trading Larson. Ugh, that'd be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can't see that move having any sort of positive re- reaction or, you know... No, yeah. you, you keep Adam Larson. I mean, you and I were talking during the break. We have not seen the full... The, the full or the best out of this defense core because they've been hurt yeah. all season. Right, so we saw it last year, pretty good. This year, they've been all out of sorts just because of the injury situation. Well, with Clefbaum, you can't really trade him right now either because clearly he's battling an injury. Yeah. And if you're trading him to a team that needs help right now, they're looking at that situation and saying that doesn't make sense now at the draft. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But speaking of Peter Shirelli. We are going to hear from him here very shortly. And I'll tell you this, at 1.30, there are a bunch of text messages coming in, and uh, I've sort of neglected the text line up to this point, but we will get to a bunch of your text messages at 1.35. We will also open up the phone lines. If you want to chime in on uh, what the Oilers are going to do at the deadline, who's the favorite right now heading into Monday? Pre-trade deadline power rankings. Who do you have as the the favorite out east, the favorite out west right now uh, when it comes to getting to the Stanley Cup? We'll hit on all that, but first, here is Peter Shrelly's avail from earlier this morning. been made and, and addressed the idea whether this is a rebuild or, or a remodeling uh, job. Um, yeah, expectations were very high. Um, uh, you know what, Terry? I, I, this isn't really a postmortem, uh, you know. But I, I was disappointed with the expect with where we are now. Um, we've got a number of uh, games left. I still like to see some progress in a number of areas. Um, we're approaching the trade deadline. Uh, we've got some players who uh, that, whose contracts are expiring that we're talking to other teams about. Um, you know. Uh, this season has, has been a tough one, and uh, and you know we'll we'll get into that at the end of the year. I mean, I'm not trying to avoid the question because it, there's some obvious questions. Um, we're looking at this point in time to uh, you know to, to go through with what we're facing right now and the trade deadline coming up and improving our team. Um, and that's what I can tell you at well, this point. In terms of that, uh, can you at least address because you need to have this in your head going forward tomorrow. 
uh, in terms of rebuilding and remodeling? I'm, I'm guessing it's right. remodeling, Jonathan. Well, I, I, I'm, we're not going to blow it up. So if that's yeah. if that's the definition of remodeling, yeah. then then um, you know there's there's some areas that we have to tweak. I've always felt that the margins are very small in this league, and if if you're not within the margins, you can be where we are, and that's that's yeah. where we are. Um, you know, we're, we're we're looking for speed. Um, uh, we hope to address that a little bit as far as prospects in return. Uh, that's kind of the primary objective of this deadline. I, it's 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 tough sledding right now. So um, we can always get picks, but I prefer not to. But you never know where it's, that's going to go. As far as hockey deals, um, we're looking at a couple. I don't know where they sit right now. There's there's some kind of larger action going on right now and and we're not in it so but so much happens in the course of two three four days so we'll just be on top of it um but back to your kind of your global question we want to improve the speed we have to obviously improve uh uh some other areas that i don't know if we'll be able to improve them in this trade deadline but we're looking we're looking at it. we're looking at a lot of different things um, without blowing up the team. In terms of Maroon and Latestu obviously being two of the pending unrestricted freeze, can you give us a sense of the interest in those players, the demand? Uh, th- there's interest in those players, and we've also talked to those players about uh, about resigning. Um, there's, there's, I mean, the, the, these are two playoff-proven players uh, from last year and, and tests from other years. Uh, they're very versatile players. They, they bring a level of uh, experience and expertise in certain areas. So there's interest there. I mean, it's never, you know, I, it's, I don't like talking about these these players specifically in, in the trade context, but it's, it's a reality. So there's interest there, and now we'll see where it goes. You talked about hockey deals that you've got a few you're at least looking at. What areas of your team are prioritized to improve through hockey deals? Well, I talked about speed. Uh, that's an area that we'd like to improve. Speed comes in the form of, you know, faster skaters, and also moving pucks. So, sorry, I meant more specifically, forward, defense, wingers. I, I gave you the answer that you're <laughs> going to get for now. Peter, uh, traditionally at this time of year, sellers sell for draft picks, and they take those draft picks into the summer and try to parlay them into players that can help next year. Do you feel you can land players by Monday that can actually play on your team and help you next season? I don't know, Spec. I mean, r- right now, uh, like there's we're we're shooting for those types of players. Like, so th- you're looking for a prospect that's close to playing, if not ready to play. So you it depends on the urgency of the of the of the buyer. Those are generally more difficult to pry off of a team than say an upcoming draft pick and ask if it's unknown. Is that fair to that, say? That's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. It just you got an early, earlier return on 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 your on your return. A player that can help, and and then of course, um, the, the other side of your question was traditionally use picks to parlay into players. I don't know if that's traditional. Like sometimes they use picks to make to make picks on players. Um, I, I would rather do what you're suggesting if that's the course we have to do if we do get end up getting picks. You would trade those picks at the draft and hopefully get yeah. players to help next yeah. year. You're not in a draft and develop. Right, right. This goes back yeah. to Terry's point. And we're not we're not going to blow this up. We got to we got to make some hard changes, but we're not blowing blowing this up. Mm-hmm. Are you getting interest in uh, any other players other than Maroon and Latestu and calls from other teams? Oh yeah, yeah. Is it tempting, like when you 
you know, you got the guys that you want to trade. GMs have other guys on your team that they want that maybe you don't want to trade. Uh, is this a tempting year? Is there a lot of opportunity compared to most years? I, I, you know what? I, I, I'm confident in the players that, that we don't want to trade, so it's not tempting. Yeah. They're asking, but they've stopped asking. How long would that list be? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Peter, actually, Peter, I just wanted to ask you about, well, one more here. about Team Canada. I, I, I know you had, uh, you know, um, a part in, in the last team that played. Have you been following uh, this team? And a little, a little bit. I watched, I watched the third period this morning, and, and uh, yeah, a little bit. And what do you think? I mean, you know, these guys aren't uh, obviously the, the star NHLers or guys that uh, that, are, that are playing in the league, but um, uh, for a team like that to, to get put together and to try and kind of win at that level, how difficult is that? It's hard. It's it's almost like a Spangler Cup team, right? So, it's 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 uh, they they're together for a short period of time. So that's that's a you know a common thing. But um, you're pulling them off their teams in Europe, and and it, it's hard. But the same applies to everyone else too. There are a lot of unanswered questions with players on your team. How how do you want Todd to approach the final quarter of the season? Do you want him experimenting or plugging? Well, I I, I think it's about let's try and make some progress. Uh, whether it's the the younger players see where they they can go with a little more ice time. Whether it's you know the special teams are they've been awful this year. It's let, let's see if 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 that can make some progress. Uh, and 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 you know maybe mix and match some players in that regard. Um, you know, it's about it's about having having a solid twenty games and and working on the areas whether it's personnel um, or whether it's it's uh, it's how they play and that's how we would approach going into the final segment. That's uh, Shirley there at the end talking about uh, approaching this uh, final twenty game segment. I will say this about last night's game, Slepashev looks like a player again. And it wasn't just last night. It's been the last few games. Slepeshev is coming on. And uh, we know he was out there in trade talks at uh, some point this season. To me, it makes no sense right now to trade a guy like that. If I'm the others, I play him in the top six the rest of the season and then see where he's at after a full, healthy offseason come training camp. Because to me, he looks like a player. That can be a serviceable third liner. Maybe you can step in at times uh, in your top six. He is skilled, and right now it looks like he has confidence as well and is healthy. So that's a guy to me that can be an answer next season. So who else will step up from this uh, storm, if you call it, that has been this season and emerge? I mean, Poliarvi last night was pretty good as well. Todd McClellan talked after the game uh, that both of those guys showed some jump and stepped up with uh, Maroon and Kajula out of the lineup last night. So that will be the story, I guess, for this group the rest of the way, and uh, they'll likely need to rely on a few more uh, young players uh, if Maroon and Letestu get traded at the deadline. It's uh, 120 in Edmonton. Before we take a quick break here, Pierre Lebrun just reporting right now that there are still more details to come in this Pittsburgh-Ottawa trade, perhaps a third team now involved in some manner. So, wow. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. It was believed that Broussard was going to Pittsburgh. Well, he is going to Pittsburgh, but there may be more details to the trade now. Broussard going to Pittsburgh. Cole was uh, part of the package along with the first going back to Ottawa, but now there may be a third team involved. So, we'll continue to follow that story. When we come back, though, it's your time 
to shine. Your text messages, your phone calls on Oilers now, on the Oilers in the lead-up to the deadline. Dave will be around as well. We'll tackle all those topics when we get back on Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca That's proamsports.ca This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 124 in Edmonton Ulrich and Campbell with you we will get you NHL today. Your phone calls at 135. A time for a few text messages right now on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. Uh, this texter says, or Trent it is, says, what do you think about Grabner as a free agent? Well, yeah, that'd be a guy I'd look at. The only concern I would have is, would he come here? It sounds like he wants to stay in New York. Maybe he ends up re-signing in New York, along with Nash as well, if they trade him. You wonder if New Jersey made that trade for Grabner thinking they have a shot to re-sign him in the offseason because New Jersey is in the New York area. So I think Grabner, I would like him on the Oilers roster. He's sort of exactly what they need, a speedster on the wing. Uh, but to me, it sounds like maybe he wants to stay in the New York area. So that's a guy I'd look at, though, if it was possible. No doubt about that. They have all this cap space right now, BU. Why not take some money on for an asset? Well... Uh, you heard uh, Bob float out an idea with Winnipeg earlier in the show, saying maybe they would get a first-round pick if the Oilers take on Matthias's contract. So maybe that's something uh, Shirelli is considering if he can't get the prospect he's looking for in a trade for Maroon. So we'll wait and see. Trading Slepashev makes sense because he's one of the few players worth more than a bag of pucks. Well, I don't know if Slepashev has a lot of value right now. I think he has more value to the Oilers than he would in a trade because I think he can be a player for this team next season uh, if he gets in a good off-season of training. And he's showing right now that he can be a player. I mean, the last four or five games, he's been one of their best wingers. He has a six-week audition yeah. as far as I'm concerned. So what is there, 23 games left? Put him on the top six, keep him up there consistently or as long as you can, and see what he can do So because he's starting to come on. He's a, he's a, he's a strange player. He's an enigma. You know, he came out of camp, was hurt, got out of the block slow, didn't see the best out of him, but now he looks like a fresh hockey player now, right now. Oh, yeah. And and is really thriving with the opportunity to this point. So I'd say, no, that's an asset you keep. You have six weeks to show this organization, to show this management group, the coaching staff, what you're made of. So keep him on that top six as long as you can. And the question is, how much does it mean, though, I guess, if he does tear up the last few weeks here? And, but the thing is, yeah. last year he had a strong finish of the season as well and a good playoffs. Yeah. The only factor was he was hurt in mm-hmm. the offseason. Mm-hmm. So how would he have looked at the start of uh, this season if he wasn't hurt is the question. So I think if you look at the last two seasons and you look at his overall game near the end of the year into the playoffs last year, that's a sign that he's a player to me and he'll keep trending upwards. But 
we'll have to wait and see on that yeah. one because it's hard to uh, put a lot of stock into garbage time, I guess. It's risk-reward, you know? So he could come on and have a great six weeks and come out next season and, and flop, right? But yeah. that's the risk you have to take, I think. And it's about evaluating at this point. But what would you get in a trade, I guess, right now is what I'm saying. You're going to uh, pick or Nothing. something. So I'd just keep him at this point and see what he can do. Yeah, not for this year either. Yeah. <laughs> like so. 2020 or something like that. Yeah, what is I don't know. Return? <laughs> no, I, I give him a shot up in the top six for sure. And uh, if Maroon goes, it was interesting last night with uh, Poliarvi playing the left side, his off, his off wing. So perhaps maybe if Maroon goes, he gets a, a look with McDavid on that left side. That is something to consider as well. And then you put uh, Slepeshev on your second line on the right side. Uh, Nugent Hopkins likely coming back at some point in March. So we'll see what happens. More from you, though. A lot of text messages coming in. We'll get to your phone calls as well after a 1.30 news update with Eileen Bell.